Hi, Paige. Hey, Nabil. So how much did you know about UVA's history as an incoming student? Honestly, not enough. I learned a little bit when I toured the campus back way before I even got accepted. Learned a bit about it in history class, but definitely learned the most when I first came here first year and we took a mandatory tour for my engagements class. But even then, very limited knowledge was shared. Yeah, I didn't go on any guides tours. Um, I've actually never been on a guides tour. I want to change that. Um, So I learned most about the history from a cola I took, but you know, a lot of my friends never have sort of engaged with that topic. Yeah, I feel like not enough students really take the time to walk around, read the plaques, look at the memorials, and really understand kind of what's going on where they go to school. This week's episode comes to us via one of our writers, Ariana Aronson, who is actually a, a guide. So she she pitched a story about a program of tours that are um, being targeted towards first years to learn about the history and especially the history of, of uh, slavery at the university. And so this week, we're devoting our second episode of the semester to this new initiative aimed at educating first-year students on the history of UVA. As many of you know, the university was founded in 1819 and has deep historical roots, many of which are intricately linked to the history of enslavement in the U.S. Thomas Jefferson held many enslaved laborers and founded the university partially to preserve a way of life that included slavery. The original buildings of the university, the Rotunda and the Academical Village, were built by enslaved laborers, and the university was maintained by close to a thousand enslaved laborers throughout its early years. Even after slavery was abolished, the university served as a home for prominent eugenicists, such as former university president Edwin Alderman, who generated and maintained racist myths under the pretense of scientific research, aimed at upholding white racial superiority during the 20th century. And that's just the beginning of the university's history, which is sometimes hard to hear. But even with this rich and often difficult history, most students, and especially incoming students, do not know about the history of the university, particularly the history of enslaved laborers at the institution. Currently, no requirements exist for students to learn the history of the university. Before the opening of the Memorial to Enslaved Laborers last year, there was no major part of the physical landscape that directly invoked memory of the men and women who worked as enslaved laborers here. The one attempt at this was a plaque placed under the rotunda, which was criticized as being too small and not visible. That's why members of the University Guide Service, History of Enslaved African American Laborers, Housing and Residence Life, and Bringing Race into Dialogue with Group Engagement sought to create a program of tours targeted towards first years in order to start a legacy of contextualization and knowledge among the student body. These tours have gained support from the descendants of enslaved African American labor community at UVA. RAs and SRs expect all residents to attend these tours and plan to have a one-on-one meeting with any residents who do not. Contextualizing this university and the grounds on which students walk daily is important. Thanks to HEAL, HRL, BRIDGE, and GUIDES, this history is starting to finally be shared with incoming students, so they have the power to understand their position on grounds and help others to do the same as they continue throughout their years at the university. For current students, incoming students, prospective students, or even community members and visitors, you guys offers historical tours that dive into a broader history of the university and are open to the public. If you have not yet visited the Memorial to Enslaved Laborers, that's another spot to learn more about the history of this university. Today, you'll hear from a key member of the UGUIDES team for this project, an RA who also gives tours, and a first-year student about their perspectives on this project.
So I'm here with Nettie Webb. We're walking down the west side of the lawn and we're heading towards the first stop of, of what would be these tours geared towards first year students. So Nettie, if you could start by just introducing yourself. Yeah, my name is Nettie Webb. I'm a fourth year here at the university. I'm studying engineering science and double majoring with history and I'm the community education chair in the university guide service. Yeah, so as we're walking down the lawn, but you were just mentioning something about the built environment of the lawn, how it is inherently tied to um, the history of enslaved labor at, here at UVA. Yeah, so the construction of the lawn was built by all enslaved laborers. It was designed by Thomas Jefferson in 1817, but the entire construction is also trying to build an environment of built segregation with making the academical village an all-white student and professor space while you're blocking off the sight lines of not only the enslaved laborers in the community garden spaces or what are now community gardens, but the original homes and working spaces of those enslaved laborers and also the free people of color communities on the outskirts and perimeters of the university. You know, these are sort of the insights that, that you don't get unless you have a sort of intentional education here. Is, is that part of why you wanted to introduce these these tours for first year students? Yeah, this was definitely one of the reasons why. We coexist in this university and see this as a very pretty space. We have picnics and gardens on this lawn space, but that history of what actually the violence and the construction looks like isn't known. It's really prevalent also now with a growing student population and we're going further into the Black Charlottesville community and actually having gentrification and rent prices increasing. So there's still very relevant context that we need to know in order to not continue and perpetuating this harm of pushing now and hurting these individuals. So where would the tour go next? We'd be going to the gardens. Gotcha. So we're heading towards the pavilion gardens, which are situated behind the pavilions. Yeah, so these garden spaces were the original homes and working spaces. They were redone and revisioned by the Virginia Garden Society in the 1950s, which made them into the social spaces we currently have. So going into those lawn spaces when we were with the students, we want to decontextualize that and make them see what it actually would have been like and put the narratives into that location. Yeah, so as we walk down um, sort of the famous uh, serpentine walls over here, can you talk about how this project came about and what sort of partnerships were started from the very beginning? Sort of walk me through the beginning stages of this. There was a couple movements happening at the same time. I know from the time period of when a second year, the conversations of having some sort of mandatory historical program were really being acknowledged and start to have around grounds. And it was a group of BIPOC women who were first year students at that point in time who went on a tour from Lewis Nelson as part of the new college curriculum. And it was specifically on the memorial to enslaved laborers. And at that point, they said that that needed to be curriculum that every single student experienced at UVA. And they formed the organization HEAL, which was History of Enslaved African American Laborers. And from that, then HEAL reached out to the University Guide Service when we were in the first semester of coming back from the pandemic. So the fall of 2020. And when we came together, then we brought the ideas of multiple of us being RAs, also history majors and having that tour guide perspective to chart to make and collaborate for this program. And we knew though that we wanted to make this a fully reflective program, unlike some of the other trainings that RAs are required to do with first years. So we not, didn't want it only to be a tour. We also wanted to have that discussion aspect and a reflection process after the fact, which is when we reached out to the heads of Sustained Dialogue and Bridge and decided 
after conversations with Bridge because they focus on conversations on race, that we wanted to work with them and expanding their moderator pool and that they would actually train the next group of moderators and host all the facilitated discussions there. Could you give us a little taste of what, what first year students would hear in this space? Really focusing in this space in the gardens, we first would look at the fact that these pavilions that were behind right here from the academical village look like they only are two stories, but they're actually three story pavilions where you see this basement floor was intentionally out of the sight of that line of the academical village because of that ridge line that Thomas Jefferson built it on. And it meant that these garden spaces were out of sight and out of mind. You also have to contextualize that these walls, these curved serpentine walls, would have been between eight to 10 feet tall, not the current heights. And they have the impact of buffering sound in and keeping sound out. So it makes a very isolating and overimposing area that these enslaved laborers were here. And these were not just garden spaces where they were living. UVA was an operational and functional plantation until 1865 when the Civil War ended with emancipation. And at that point, before that, these would also have had vegetable gardens for the food production of the university, animals here that were here to be slaughtered, and also those living spaces. So it was a combination, a hybrid of both a working and a living community. The violence against enslaved laborers at the university is not just seen against physical violence though, it's also seen against the violence of what positions they're forced to do because unlike some of the free people of color who decided actively when the school was operational to not have jobs that had interaction with students, these enslaved laborers didn't have agency over those positions. So we see that violence in the stories of Anatomical Lewis, which was one of the original attendants of the Anatomical Theater at UVA, which is where the current Berlin wall next to Alderman Library is and this was the founding of the medical school and also the eugenics thought and practices at the University of Virginia. As we move on to our, our next stop can you talk a little bit about what the pre-existing education of the history of UVA for first-year students was anything required and in your opinion what was the general amount of knowledge that any given student would have about UVA's history? So I'll start with that last part first. I think the general amount of knowledge is limited, very limited, and it would depend really on whether or not you're an in-state student, the proximity that you had on caring about issues of social activism and social justice, especially after the media coverage of August 11th and August 12th in 2017. The mandatory requirements that were for first years before this were only in the engineering school and that was a requirement through their STS 1500 class that allowed them and made them go on a history of African Americans tour through the university guide service. Some individuals might say history is for historians. Why does a, a, a student who studies something like applied math need to know about the history of UVA? How would you respond to that? Even if you're a mathematician or an engineer or something in that aspect, you're designing or doing things that are impacting groups of people. And without that understanding of what and who you're impacting and what the context does of those groups being impacted before, you're going to continue to create systems that fit into those systems and structures of white supremacy and structural racism that perpetuate harm against marginalized communities. Standing here on the side of the rotunda facing Masson Hall, the Moses Ezekiel statue in front, and tell us a little bit about what first years would hear at this spot. 
So this spot is really the in-between between the history of slavery and then also looking at how we get to that history of activism that led to the construction of the memorial to enslaved laborers. A major influence and a major point that we connect on is the influence of eugenics on all those structures at UVA and also this network of alumni that UVA was able to create because of Jefferson's intentions of creating a school to attract southern white men to come to a university, take his knowledge that he was passing on as the father of the University of Virginia and then spread that and influence the communities they were going into and when you see this lost cause time period when Confederate supporters were not allowed into government political structures University of Virginia really creates those structures for the influence of educational systems medical systems those other social structures so then once they're able to re-enter into the politics, those are permeate so that they can pass laws and politics that allow more of those racial inequalities to happen. That's what happens here at UVA and it's all founded through the research of the eugenics programs. So that research is funded and also permeate through Thomas Jefferson's notes on the state of Virginia where he hypothesized that blacks were inferior to whites in mind, body, and spirit. However, he also looks at this analysis and says, I don't really have any evidence for this because as an alignment thinker he really much based his science on what he could see and he says I haven't seen anything but I think this can be proven under the anatomical knife. Yeah. So the these tours that are, are, are for first years how does that sort of fit in your view to a wider discussion about recontextualization on grounds? The reason why we locate here at the front of the rotunda is that we point to August 11th and August 12th in 2017 when you had that group of domestic terrorists led by UVA alums circling around the Thomas Jefferson statue and we bring up the question why are these individuals circling around Thomas Jefferson statue as alumni thinking that they were supporting and Jefferson would have been favorable on what they were here for. We use this as the symbolism also of the transition of UVA into that school of having more activism with students from marginalized groups really coming here and fighting for a place at the university. It's this history of acknowledging that this is a statue that does represent white supremacy to many of the legacy older alumni and individuals who supported the university, but also represents then a different trend of activism of current students here of creating a university that will be welcoming to not only the marginalized students who are coming here, but also also creating those bridges and repairing the relationships with the Black Charlottesville community. How important do you think it is to introduce first years and their first few weeks at the university to this memorial and what kind of message do you think it, it sends to them as they continue their career at UVA? I don't know if first years would really like to hear this, but they're impressionable. They're very young and they're coming here where you're in those first couple weeks seeing a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different things. And that's also a moment that if we don't target it at that point in time, it's a lost opportunity to be able to teach them and really get them to want to be interactive and engage with this. We want to try to also show first years where these areas of outreach and activism are. So if they want to seek out those communities themselves, they can also go to those locations and those places. This program of tours had received an endorsement of sorts from a group of the descendants of enslaved laborers here at UVA. Can you talk a little bit about what that meant for the program? Yeah, that was really 
vital into the first conversations when guys started to meet with Heal at first. So it's very recent that this information has been discussed or really even talked about or analyzed on any historical tour in those programs. That meant that you had historical tours that didn't talk about slavery and that legacy and didn't talk about fully those concepts. And we didn't want that to be the historical tour that the first year students were getting when it was supposed to be very targeting on the history of slavery, white supremacy, and activism. And so in these first conversations, we collectively all agreed that we wanted to ensure that there was a smaller group of students who were comfortable giving these tours and who had the same meaningful intentions behind why this program was valuable. Yeah, yeah so the, the tour kind of com comes to an end over at the memorial. I Do you give students a few minutes to sort of reflect here? Yeah, so we will give students around, depending on the size of the group and then also how long the students spend there. It's about five to 15 minutes that they'll walk through, reflect, and then we bring them back together and ask them some intentional questions of why they think certain concepts like the water, or like the shape were built in there. And then we explain the design aspects and why it was very intentional so that they understand what each characteristic means and also giving them the aspect of them, them walking back through, being able to connect to those pieces and telling them that this really is a living memorial in time that this is still an active process that they can also be included in and they can continue to hold the university accountable by taking this information into their classrooms into their actions and understanding their positionality here at the university yeah so we've ended up back here at the yep. lawn a center for a lot of of student life and and now a lot of students will be able to recognize that it represents also some very explicit choices made in the history of this university to perpetuate white supremacy so with that would you have anything else to add i think it's very telling that it's student groups who have collaborated together and also student groups who are able to organize logistically and all the measures to run this program. That even with this change happening and seeing the positive impact and the influence of first years and their engagement and excitement and wanting to be a part of this progress, this is still a student up and bottom up initiative happening. This isn't the top down foundational structural changes being as supported by the university. It was done by students who saw these loops, which is the same thing that we use in the analysis and the conclusion of this tour is that Heal and Bridge were found by groups of first years who saw holes in what the university's curriculum and core experiences were. And we showed that for the first years that we continue need to hold the university accountable. And I think even though this program has been successful, that accountability aspect as a university as a whole is not still there and still needs to be addressed further. I'm a first year in the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, so Maria, can you talk a little bit about what you knew about UVA's history before taking the tour? And you know, what was your experience on the tour? What did you learn? What things were surprising to you? Yeah, so I think I knew like the cut and dry. I knew that Thomas Jefferson founded it. I knew that he owned human beings. And yeah, I thought the tour went really well. It's really fast paced. There's a lot of information. I learned about the way that the lawn is what's built and is structured to sort of segregate the white male students from the enslaved laborers and keep the enslaved laborers out of sight. I learned about the anatomical theater, which surprised me. The building isn't there anymore, but it was surprising to hear that Thomas Jefferson's idea for creating this university was to create sort of a safe haven for white male students to escape the abolitionist teachings of the North and sort of try to find scientific backing for like racism and eugenics. So that was really 
interesting and surprising to learn. How do you think learning those things has affected your outlook on, on your time here? I think it's emphasized the idea that we should all be aware of where we live and who we live with and the history of the places that we are and the history of the people that we exist with to better be able to build like a more welcome and inclusive and diverse community that we all would want in any place that we live. And I think it's it emphasized the importance of understanding history before you can attempt to like make it better. So as you may or may not know, this is the first time that there was a sort of an attempt at a universal education about UVA's history for, for the incoming class or for any class. Do you think that's sort of an initiative that should continue? And what is your reaction, your friend's reaction to having that kind of required? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that it should continue. I think everyone around me was very willing to go on the tours and could understand the importance of learning the history of UVA and the people who built it. Yeah, I definitely think that it, sh it should continue. You know, there's like that saying, we don't learn history, we're doomed to repeat it, but repeat sort of implies an end. I think the concept of racism and discrimination is ongoing. So if we don't learn history, we're doomed to continue it. So I definitely think that those tours are very important for all income classes. We also interviewed AJ Comeback, an RA and a guide. As an RA, what is your role in the first year historical tour requirement program? I just want to preface all of my answers in this conversation today by saying that I don't speak for housing and residence life as a whole program, just in my personal experience as being an RA. But my experience in this program so far has been that it is treated just as any of the other activities that I am required to ensure that my residents attend. So as an RA, I have several things that I need to make sure that my residents attend, such as trainings on bystander intervention and alcohol safety. And so these first year historical tours have, from the perspective of my experience as an RA, been the same as all of the other requirements that I have for making sure that our first years are getting acclimated to UVA. And what has been, can you, are you able to walk us through the process a little bit of like after the tours, what your role is in the post tour, like the discussion process? Yeah. So basically once first years go on the historical tours, the process for making sure that this has happened is that residents will kind of take a selfie on the tour to show that they went on it they'll write down the name of their guide and they'll submit this as a Google form that's accessible then to RAs and SRs. Once the period for going on these historical tours are over, we can make sure that everyone has actually attended and follow up with people who weren't able to attend for whatever reason. And then once this process has completed, there is also a guided discussion that is going to be happening in the coming months with moderators that are trained by the the bridge program and the heel program and then last question in, in your personal experience what has been the response of your residents has it been like support for it what's kind of been the reaction from the first years I've had a lot of good conversations with my residents where they go on these historical tours and they learn about UVA's history and they come back kind of feeling 
a deeper understanding of this space that we're in and kind of an indignation that UVA hasn't talked about this history before. And so in my experience of talking with my residents, they've been leaving these tours with kind of feeling like they also want to take ownership of this history, which I think is really powerful. Do you think that this program should and will continue now that it's been implemented? I think that this program absolutely should continue. I think that it's really important that we as an institution continue to recognize UVA's role in upholding white supremacy institutionally and its role of being an institution that functions off of the labor of enslaved people. And I think that if we are going to be an institution that is honorable in all that it does, it's really important for us to discuss this history and also talk about the ways in which we can make reparations for it. And so I think that these historical tours are a really good step towards making sure that every member of the UVA student body has the historical context necessary to start having these conversations. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about this and you are not a first-year student, Nettie Webb has some recommendations. For our listeners who may not be first-year students or may not be students at all, uh, what resources do you recommend um, to learn more about these parts of UVA's history? Yeah, I would definitely recommend the Voices of Equity website that's run by a racial equity task force. Also, the Jefferson School here, which was the first Freeman school here in Charlottesville, those sources, and looking at the different sources from Blackfire also, which is a class that looks specifically at UVA's history of desegregation activism of the black student body here and is taught by Quadrina Herald and all those resources can really give you more influence and impact of not only the UVA experience but also the influence at the Charlottesville community and expanding on those further communities. This episode of On Record was written by Ariana Aronson. It was produced by Grace Fluharty. Our hosts are me, Paige Waterhouse, and Nabil Raza. Our editor is Nabil Raza. Thanks for listening. This has been On Record.